Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Bases Loaded. We are back after a two-week little break. Um, you know, life happens and we do it last week, so we'll do a little bit of a longer show this week with uh, the main focus of what I want to talk about for this week's episode is we'll do a Super Bowl preview, uh, Super Bowl 58 preview, and then we'll do like a recap kind of of, uh, let's see, I believe, we'll, of the division round and championship uh, round of the NFL playoffs, and then we'll do a little bit of like the NBA All-Star uh, kind of roster, I guess reactions type of thing. They announced the captains and the starters last Thursday night. Uh, the reserves, I believe, will be announced this week, I think on Thursday as well, um, with the game being, or all-star festivities being February 16th through the 18th in Indianapolis. And, yeah, that's pretty much what we have on, uh, I guess, the agenda for today's episode. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, because there's not really a whole lot, um, happening baseball-wise. Uh, we have, let's see, it's January 30th, I think we'll have about, I think it's like two, three weeks before we have pitchers and catchers report, and then... Uh, the rest of the position players usually report like three days after that, three or four days after that, and then uh, spring training, you know, happens, you know, end of February, and then the season starts late March, as it has for the past couple of years. So, getting right into it with uh, NFL, uh, Super Bowl 58 is set between the defending champs, Kansas City Chiefs, and the San Francisco 49ers um, to be played February 11th in Las Vegas, Nevada at it's usually around 5.30 um, uh, Central Time. So that's probably about 6.30 because uh, it's in Vegas, so it's Mountain West time for about, yeah, well, if it's 5.30, then, yeah, it's probably about 5.40, you know, 6.40, um, you know, game time type of thing, uh, as it usually goes. Um, we have, yeah, so those are the teams in it. As the Chiefs beat the Bengals, or not the Bengals, I said Bengals because that's who they played the past two years. Uh, they beat Baltimore Ravens 17-10 to in Baltimore, and the 49ers came back from a 17-point halftime lead to beat the Detroit Lions 34-31 to uh, in Santa Clara. So we have, you know, the Chiefs going for a repeat and the Niners trying to win their fifth Super Bowl, um, you know, as a franchise and trying to avenge their loss to the Chiefs in Super Bowl 54. Uh, yeah, four years ago. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's like, yeah, we probably it should 
I mean, for the most part, it looks like it was going to be, you know, the Chiefs and the Lions. But then, you know, the Niners really came back and, um, you know, luckily for them there's a halftime, you know, and you can go into the locker room, kind of, you know, uh, you know, get a motivational pep talk, you know, kind of relax, rest up, and, you know, go out there and kind of execute, um, you know, more of a better game plan and kind of, you know, adjust to what you saw in the first half. And, you know, it worked pretty um, pretty much perfectly for, you know, San Francisco, you know, because it looked like for most of the part, you know, for that first quarter, it looked like, you know, Detroit was going to run away with it. They were playing, you know, pretty good on, like, every level, really, you know. They were able to run the ball on uh, San Francisco, which, you know, Aaron Jones and the Packers were able to do the week before. And teams have kind of had some success with them, you know, against them running the ball this year as they right kind of in the middle of the pack in the NFL in terms of, like, you know, rushing, you know, yards allowed per game and stuff like that. So that's probably something for them, uh, for the Chiefs to look to exploit uh, come the Super Bowl, you know, with Isaiah Pacheco, a really tough <laughs> north-south runner with, you know, you know, more strength and, you know, I guess power than you would expect at his size. And, you know, they should have, um, I think it was their right guard or left guard, Joe Turney, Turney, uh, probably mispronouncing that name, but uh, a guard for the Chiefs did not play uh, Sunday in Sunday's championship game. And, you know, now we have two weeks to, you know, get, you know, healthier and play because you didn't need them against that um, Niners uh, pass rush. Though, I mean, they didn't, they weren't as, like, as dominant, you know, in this playoff as they were in the regular season. Like, I think they only sat the love, like, twice. I think they only got Jared Goff, like, twice. Which, I mean, in a playoff game, it's, you know, probably equivalent to, like, maybe, you know, four or five sats with how, you know, valuable those sats are to a defense. Um, but, like, you know, with a defensive line that has, like, Eric Armstrong and, you know, Nick Bosa, and they traded for Chase Young at the deadline from Washington, you know, you kind of expect a little bit more of a juice from their pass rush um, because, you know, the secondary has kind of struggled um, at times. Um, you know, that's something like, you know, when I've looked at like kind of some mock drafts, you know, for the this year's NFL draft, they've had like, you know, the Niners kind of taking either an uh, offensive tackle or kind of like, you know, get some youth into that area or like a cornerback. Um, they don't really have like a shut down corner, I would say. Like they have, I think Ladarius Sneed, you know, was pretty solid. Played, was with that Chiefs team and, you know, for the Chiefs Niners first Super Bowl meeting. Four years ago, um, but I think signed with the Niners either I think the year after that I believe. So, you know that's kind of their best corner that they have. Um, who I mean it's pretty solid, but you kind of need, you know, in the NFL with it being you know every year that we see you know it's more and more of a passing lead. 
and needing to have like you know players that can you know you know cover you know multiple positions and you know a lot of teams having like you know at least one you know really you know number one receiver than having like another solid or two you need like you know you need multiple ones to do it um I was gonna say to keep track of you know the receiver talent um as we saw like you know I don't know let me look it up I don't know how many receiving yards among St. Brown had but I know I think he had over a hundred Sam Laporta for the Lions also had a good amount yeah Laporta had almost a hundred Amon Ross St. Brown had 87. Not everyone else had, you know, uh, less than 30, but they were targeted, like, not as many, as not as many times. Like, yeah, Laporta was targeted 13 times, 9 catches. Um, St. Brown, 11, targeted 7 catches, you know. So that's definitely a, <laughs> you know, a good amount of, like, what is it, spreading the offense around. Um, to the team and your receivers and not just your receivers but your like tight ends as well so we'll see what they have because um, you know Chiefs also have a very good receiver you know a rookie in Rashid Rice um, you know a much better tight end in you know Travis Kelsey who you know after a, you know a down year you know per se in regards to him for the regular season, but you know, has really turned it up in this postseason. Uh, you know, two touchdowns in the division round, a touchdown in the championship uh, game, passed Jerry Rice on the all-time career postseason receptions um, list. Um, so you know, if Laporta can get almost 90, almost 100 yards, you bet Kelsey's gonna get over seven, over 100. And, you know, they have pretty good linebackers and, you know, Werner and Greenlaw for San Francisco. Um, but, you know, they were able to, like, you know, get a good amount of yards. And I think, you know, they might have, like, those targets for like, other receivers might have probably went up a little bit more um, for um, Detroit. But, like, they were running the ball pretty well, like, at the beginning. So, like why you know why wouldn't you keep running and like San Francisco has trouble you know stopping the run all season so you know kind of just like they you know like yeah it was 24 to 7 at halftime and like you know all three of Detroit's touchdowns to that point were rushing including like a 42 yard rushing touchdown by receiver Jameson Williams on that opening drive which I think they scored like four plays or something like that so it was like pretty darn quick. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Um, so I mean, Jared Goff had a pretty solid, you know, first half, but like you didn't really have to do a whole lot um, special in regards to that, you know, because like they were running the ball so well, you just got to make some passes with what you need to do, um, you know. 
you know, short downs like three and fives and stuff like that, you know, pass the yards you need, get that first down, move the chain, keep going, stuff like that. So, um, let's see. And the Chiefs beat the Ravens. Um, yeah, 17 to 10. Pretty much all that scoring was like in like the first half. It was 17 to 7 at halftime. And then all we got in the second half was a field goal by Baltimore. They should have had a touchdown. Uh, Zay Flowers, like, it was like kind of a drag route or a slant, something like that, in route. And, like, took it and, like, was, like, gone. And then, you know, I guess I would say, like, because, like, he, like, pretty much, like, Superman dove to the end zone. The Chiefs player, I don't know who it is, but, like, reached out and, like, knocked the ball out in the end zone, recovered by Sam, or recovered by Kansas City in the end zone, so it's a touchback, you know, uh, Kansas City's ball. Um, they didn't wind up scoring on that, at that possession, you know, I think they had, like, a three and out or something like that. Maybe they got first down and they punted it back to Baltimore. So, you know, it didn't end up hurting. I mean, it still hurt at Baltimore because, like, you know, they didn't get that touchdown to pull within three. Um, but, you know, um, which is kind of funny because, like, in the division round against the Bills, uh, Nicole Hartman of the Chiefs had, like, you know, took, like, a rushing attempt and, like, was, like, you know, diving for the... And no, he didn't die for the end zone, but like he f- was like, you know, getting tackled and like fumbled the ball just before, like, you know, he would have been down by contact. Um, and that fumbled into the end zone and I think out of the end zone for a touchback. Um, but, you know, it didn't end up hurt. Yeah, like it didn't hurt the Chiefs as much as it could have as Baltimore or as Buffalo didn't score. And then, you know, they had many opportunities like you know Buffalo I mean more than you know should have should have won that game um you know you had that play and then you had what was it um the missed field goal to tie the game by Tyler Bass with like was it less I think it was over a minute or something like that left um the go in the game, and then um, there was like a first down, you know, absolute bomb that uh, Josh Allen threw to Stephon Diggs, who should have caught it, didn't, or he didn't, and like, you know, went through his, you know, arms, and, you know, they ended up, I think that was the goal, the drive that they had, the, um, the missed field goal, I believe. Because I think like that was like that last drive, and it like it was a pretty long drive from Baltimore. It took a good amount of time on the clock. Um, and yeah, so like they had, you know, Kansas City had like an opportunity to kind of, you know, blow it out, um, or extend their lead a little bit. Not really blow it out, but extend their lead a little bit, and then. Uh, Buffalo had a chance to, like, you know, pretty much take the lead or tie it, you know, and 
didn't happen until like I think it was like two plays before like the field goal attempt. It was like that second down. Um, Josh Allen went for like the home run pass to the end zone, and it was like short, but like a couple of, you know yards or something like that. Um, you know, you had Stephon Diggs and like you know, I didn't like a cross route or something like that over the middle. Uh, decided not to throw it to him and decided you know take that home run shot. Um, and didn't, and then that and then the next play was that third down and he got flushed out of the pocket, had to throw it out of bounds. And then, you know, they tried the field attempt and then missed. So, you know, Buffalo got what they wanted. You know, they they beat Kansas City in the regular season. Uh they, you know, went on that, you know, absolute tear at the end of the season, including beating Miami to get that number two seed in the conference. So then, you know, and then Kansas City beat Miami in the wild card round. And then, so then they hosted, you know, Kansas City, which is what they wanted because they got beat by Kansas City. And it was like, you know, now it's three of their past four postseasons. But two of the, uh, the previous two losses to Kansas City were at Kansas City, you know, including that crazy divisional round game. Uh, they went to overtime two years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, two years ago, and then I think it was the previous season, something like that. So like you know, Buffalo, like you know, they wanted it. Um, they wanted them right where they wanted got them, and you know they couldn't capitalize on you know some very good opportunities that they had to win it, and that, and then you know they're back home for the offseason, they'll probably, um, you know, most likely use, like, a first-round pick on, like, a receiver to help out, you know, take some of the weight off of Dids' shoulders, um, or maybe, like, some kind of, like, safety as, like, you know, defensive back type of thing. Um, it's probably what they're going to go there. But, you know, other division teams, you know, uh, Baltimore blew out Texas, which was, you know, pretty much what we expected. Um, kind of causing, you know, trouble for uh, C.J. Stroud pretty much most of the game. Um, like, flushing him out of the pocket, forcing him to scramble and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, they won. But, I mean, you know, Houston has a pretty, you know, bright future. They have their quarterback. They have a coach, you know pretty solid, you know, receiving core. Um, probably to, like, you know, get, like, a true number one receiver. And, well, they don't have a first-round pick because they traded their um, first-round pick for this year to Arizona so that they could move up, I think it was a couple spots, like one or two, and then draft... Um, had the third overall pick in last year's draft because they had the second overall pick that they used to draft C.J. Stroud and then they used to trade their pick this year to move up to number three last year and then drafted Will Anderson um, defensive, you know, linebacker, outside linebacker, defensive and type player. So their, second, their first round pick goes to Arizona this year. So 
Um, but, you know, I don't know if they have financially wise, if they have some, like, salary room to maybe sign the receiver or something like that. Um, you know, maybe building up that defense. Because I know, like, their head coach is, like, a defensive-minded uh, coach. I think he was, like, defensive coordinators and stuff like that previously before becoming the head coach of Houston. So that's probably where they'll go. Um, other division rounds. I mean, let's, I mean, it was Green Bay at San Francisco. Like, you know, pretty much had it. Like, Green Bay probably should have won. Um, you know, they were playing really well for most of it. Um, and then, you know, some mistakes by Jordan Love kind of cost them. Uh, especially that game ceiling interception at the end. Um, pretty much tried to do like adjust what they were talking about, like you know, and during like you know after it happened stuff like that, like like a Brett Favre, like he tried to like scramble out of pocket and threw it, you know, cross body, and then it you know it got picked off by Greenlaw for the second time, for a second interception of the game, and then you know that pretty much sealed it. Um, for that, I mean, yeah, we have like you know. Super Bowl rematch. We have, you know, pretty much, you know, Brock Purdy, quarterback of the Niners, trying to, like, you know, pretty much, like, prove himself. I mean, um, being, like, you know, his last pitch of 2022 draft, you know, and now he's in the Super Bowl. Um, Going to have to do a lot more than he's done in the past. Um, you know, just like that. Yeah, 31 attempts, 267 yards at touchdown interception. I mean, most of it was like, you know, rush. I mean, McCaffrey had 90 yards rushing and two touchdowns. So, like, you kind of carried them. I mean, Brock Purdy was second with 20, with 48 rushing yards. But, I mean, if Kansas City can hold, you know, Lamar Jackson. You know, 54 yards rushing. I think I think Josh Allen ran a little bit more. Yeah, Josh Allen had 72 yards, two touchdowns. Like if they didn't do, carry them for under, like you know, 100 yards, and they're more dynamic runners than Brock Purdy is, then I don't think I have to worry about a whole lot of Brock Purdy's running ability, other than like you know, maybe like just trying to keep an eye on contain him and stuff like that. But you know. They'll be ready, you know, their defensive corner is, you know, very good and has a lot better of a defense this year than when they first met in the Super Bowl, you know, four years ago. Um, and, like, they should have Willie Day, or linebacker, back from injury. He didn't play um, at the championship game. So, you know, for all the talk of, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes can't win, like, a, hasn't played, like, a true road playoff game well, he just went two back-to-back against some very, you know, good quarterbacks and teams and is going to his fourth Super Bowl in five years. So I think he's pretty much shut down, you know, that argument right there, unless until the United States played another one. But it is, um, yeah, it is what it is. So we'll see. We'll have, you know, more of a preview, like, um, Next week, I mean, you know, we know a little bit more. I mean, they'll probably, I don't know if any team has even had a practice 
Maybe they might have had like, you know, a little bit of a practice day, like a light one. Um, they'll probably have to start having more pra full practices, like, you know, starting like tomorrow or something like that. Um, you know, and, you know, we'll know more about, um, we might have a better idea on like injuries. Um, you know, injury list like next week. Um, it won't be like an official one, you know, until that like Friday or Saturday before the game. So, but we can go from there. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think, uh, I believe the Niners are the favorites by like two and a half points or something like that. Oh, they're favorite by two points now. They were like two and a half, maybe three when it, after the first, you know, um, happened, but now it's like, you know, now it's two and a half, two point favorites. But I mean, are they the home team? I mean, it's the Super Bowl, there's not really a home, the Chiefs are the home team, but like, there isn't really a home team in the Super Bowl because it's, it's pretty close. Um, so 50-50 for like fans, you know, a Super Bowl. Um, because you know it's a neutral site, so it's a little. Yeah. I mean, it is in Vegas, so that's you know gonna be closer to San Francisco than you know Kansas City, but you know Kansas City they'll show up and stuff like that, and so will San Francisco. So, um, yeah, but I mean. Uh, you know, the Bills and Ravens are favored going into their games against Kansas City this past week, and look how that went for them. Not so well. It just shows that, like, you know, you don't doubt number 15. Because, I mean, they may be two-point underdogs, but, like, they have Patrick Holmes and the Niners have Brock Purdy. And, I mean, like, Mahomes is so far ahead of Brock Purdy, it's not even, like, funny. So, like, you have that, you have a chance. And, like, you know, he's fully healthy. Whereas, like, last year, you know, he had, like, I don't know, that championship game against the Bengals, he got, like, hurt. Um, like, an ankle roll on or something like that. And then he re-injured it in the first half of that Super of last year's Super Bowl. Like, it was right before, you know, halftime. And then, like, you know, luckily, like, you know, for them, the halftime is longer at the Super Bowl. It's, like, half an hour as opposed to the 20 because they do a halftime show. Um, so, you know, you're able to, like, you know, ice it, maybe do, like, a quarter zone shot and do stuff like that to, like, you know, wrap it up and then wrap it up and do stuff like that to get your back out um, at, you know, full, well, not, like, full health, but as full health as you're going to be able to get, you know, with the amount of time you had. And that's kind of like all I can really think of as of right now and talk about, but, like, you know, Super Bowl and f football playoffs in general, um, so we'll, you know, move on to NBA playoff or NBA, not playoffs. That's still a while away. We got like, oh, let's see, it's end of January. I said like two and a half months before we get the playoffs. What I meant to say was All Stars, as that's coming up soon. Um, we also have the trade deadline, which is a week from tomorrow. So that's, you know, we'll put that on the uh, list of topics from next week um, trade deadline 
Uh, we probably won't have a whole lot of trades, you know. At that point, you know, we might have some that are still happening up until it, you know, that set, you know, minute the trade deadline is officially over, stuff like that. But we might have a couple by that point, maybe made over the weekend. But we'll see. Um, yeah, they said, you know, in the intro we had the All Star um, starters announced. Um, it is back to, I believe, an East. Yeah, it's East versus West format again. As opposed to like the past couple years where they've done kind of like a fancy, um, yeah, like a fancy draft where you know you have your captains and then you can pick pretty much anyone who you want. Um, well, like they had like the starter pool and then you pick, you know, you pick your starters from there and then the reserves. So um, you do like that. Um, let's so uh, the Eastern Conference captain was Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then the Western Conference captain was LeBron James. So for the Eastern Conference, the starters are uh, the front court is Giannis, Joel Embiid of the Seventy Sisters, and Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. And the back court of Tyrese Halliburton of uh, the host city Indianapolis, Indiana Pacers, and then Giannis's teammate Damian Lillard. And then for the Western Conference, the front court is LeBron James, Natalia Jokic, and Kevin Durant. Or, yeah, Jokic of the Denver Nuggets, Kevin Durant of the Phoenix Suns. And then the back court is Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks. And then Shai Gilgis Alexander of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's see, does it tell me? Oh, so the head coach to determine the reserves. Okay. And then there was, oh, they'll be announced tomorrow. Okay. I thought it was Thursday. That is kind of interesting. I thought it's still like two weeks. Well, I mean, it doesn't make sense because there'll be people that are like, you know, um, some reserves that might not do it, um, opt out, or maybe they get hurt. Um, in you know the weeks before, so okay. I can see that. Made sense. But let's see, yeah. I mean those stars make I mean pretty much how you know kinda hard to complain about really any of them. Um I mean maybe Damian Lillard and like, you know, maybe I mean there was like a lot of people talked about how like Jalen Brunson of the Nets. Probably should have got it. Um I can probably say that because I mean he's had, you know, a pretty good season as well. Because let's see, um, the starters so they had the fan vote counts for fifty percent of the overall vote, and then the players in media each have twenty five percent, going for the final tally. So, and that's how they've done it. Like, I think for a while now, like the past, like maybe like 10 years or so they've done it that way maybe longer but yeah the only oh I can check it out let me see something okay uh what about a wait it's um hmm. I'm just trying to make sense of this whole like voting results did you have like player rank 
um, at least for the Eastern Conference. The Western Conference, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm pretty good with the Western Conference starters. Um, to let Giannis, number one player vote, player rank, number one fan rank, number one media rank. Okay. Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid both had a weight had a weighted score of 2.5. Fan rank served as the tiebreaker for players in the position to the same store. Okay. Interesting. How? Why? They? Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I guess. I guess it would have been kind of like, you know, not have like two people of the same team starting, but it does happen because, like, I mean, it's basketball, so, like, there's only five positions. So there's a, you know, higher chance that, like, you know, someone from, like, the same, you might have multiple starts from the same team as opposed to, like, uh, I mean, it does happen, like, baseball, and it'll be all stadium, and then, like, you know, the pro ball, but it's a little more likely in, you know, probably more likely in there than it is like you know the uh, but but um I don't know who's doing the pro I thought I saw who was like I don't know I'm not finding it but I mean uh, I mean that makes sense that it, I mean I don't hear that does it mean it's the, it's the NBA stream so it's like you know it's fun it's pretty much an exhibition game like you know players aren't really trying to win. I mean, it's about to east-west, so I mean, they should, because it's kind of fun to see, like, you know, which conference is the best this year, you know. You know, with, you know, MLB All-Stream, like, you know, they are trying, because, like, you know, the winner, I mean, it's not what it used to be, where, like, you know, the winner of the All-Star game determines who gets home field advantage in the World Series, but, like, you know, it's still writing rights, you know, for what lead, you know, and all that stuff. So it's kind of nice to see, but, you know, um, you know, it is what it is, you know, I'll probably check out, I'll probably watch the statement a little bit. Um, I mean, I like to watch, like, um, like that Saturday night, because that's when they do, like, the steals competition, like, the slam dunk is kind of, like, disappointing, you know, in recent years, but, like, um, three point shootout, three point contest is always fun. You have like a skills thing where like, um, they have to like dribble, you know, around cones, you know, do like a bounce chest pass through like, you know, a tire or something like that, you know, and like a race. It's kind of fun to watch and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's entertaining at least. You know, the Australian itself is not the most entertaining, but like, you know, we're also going to see all probably most of the star players that you like in the same place at once, you know, this is it, so, you know, anyways, you know, we'll talk about the reserves next week, you know, we'll see, uh, I mean, the other basketball news, I guess, is that the tro- the Butts, uh, you know, fired their first-year head coach, uh, despite having, like, a 30-13 and 13 record being second in the Eastern Conference, and then, you know, they replaced him with uh, Doc Rivers, who, I, you know, re- 
was like, I think, I can't remember how I have what coach he, the coach he was of, you know, what team he was recently, because it was like two years or so ago. Um, was it Philadelphia, maybe? And then, like, you know, like this year he was doing, like, you know, analysis and play-by-play and stuff like that for ESPN. Um, and then now he's back to, you know, coaching the butts. And I think he had his first game coaching last night against the Nuggets. Uh, the butts lost by, I believe, sits. But, uh, you know, a hard, you know, opening, you know, hard opening, you know, knife for your coaching debut to go up against the defending champs. I believe they were they were in Denver, so even, you know, more of a hard task to do, but you know, it was it's kind of just weird because, like, I know, like, I watched, like, the game, like, it's like having, like, two, if not three weeks before he got fired, where, like, they played the Boston Celtics, I believe, in Milwaukee, and they just destroyed them. And this is like the team that was ahead of them in the Eastern Conference. So, very, you know, surprising nonetheless, to say the least, about that. But, you know, everyone like within, like, you know, that ESPN put out, like, we're like, there's, here's like a list of like other coaches from basketball and like football and MLB and NHL that, like, you know, had winning seasons and were fired. So, you know, you got that Adrian Griffin for you. But um I guess it was like, you know, they were like looking for like defensive they were lacking like defensive categories, but like and like they knew it was to be expected considering they gave up like they traded like, you know, Drew Holiday, one of the best defensive guards in the lead for Damian Lillard, who is much more of an offensive minded point guard than defense. So the drop-off was to be expected, but, like, probably was not as much as they expected, so that's probably the reasoning. Because um, they were, like, close to being dead last in the league in some of them, from, like, what I was looking at. So, that pretty much wraps up what we have for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, more Super Bowl talk. Some basketball. Um trade deadline maybe we'll see if anything trade wise has happened up to that point and you know whatever else is going on in the sports world that you know is I guess new and noteworthy so yeah that is it thank you for listening and have a good one <laughs>